Sport Tech with Abu where you can listen anywhere on your portable devices. This is a series of episodes with different topics discussed on disabilities, different backgrounds, religious, sports, technology and people in the disability section because we're always trying to be equal and be equalized with everyone. So you can listen to this on your various platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, Acast, Google Podcasts or any other platforms, online podcast services that are out there. And you're joined with your host Abu Bakr, the podcast called Sport Tech with Abu. So subscribe, like, comment and share. In this episode of Sport Tech with Abu, you will hear Uzma, Chaudhry and Maryam from Islamic Relief talking about World Hijab Day which was on the 1st of February, a Thursday. So stay tuned to Sport Tech with Abu. This is Sport Tech with Abu. My name is Uzma Chowdhury. I've been working as a hijab stylist for around 12 years now. I'm based in Manchester. Hijab styling, it depends on if I have a party client or a bridal client. So for a bride, obviously, it will take a lot longer because they have a lot of jewellery to set. Plus, they have the, the base hijab style plus the bridal, the butta to set. So that can usually take about an hour, sometimes a little longer, depending on if they have an extra veil with that. Charges also depend on where the bride or where the client is based. So obviously I need to charge for the travel as well. So it just really depends on how far they are. Sometimes it can be an hour's travel there, an hour back, sometimes even longer. So so charges are really dependent on exactly where the bride is, what kind of a style they want, etc. Uh, for party styling, it's usually around £45. It can take again over half an hour, depending on how much jewellery they have, how many scarves they want to use. So it's really sort of not just charging for the style, but it's really charging for the skills that I've learnt and my professional skills that I've learnt over the years of how to style it. That's why people call me because they want to make sure that it's done professionally, it's set and it doesn't move for the rest of the day. Um, and it's a really flawless um, and creative type of style. The client will provide whatever hijabs they want to use that will go with their outfit. And then what I will do is just style accordingly to what they want. They may send me pictures sometimes. I want it to look like this or like this. Or Sometimes they'll say, I've got these two colored hijabs. Please can you style them on me and then set this type of jewelry. And the same with the bride as well. They'll just show me what they have and then we'll do it. So once I pin it all into place, then after that, once their event is over, they sort of undo it. It's not something that they keep. It's not really keeps it. You have to obviously unpin it and take your hijab off at the end of the day. So it sort of will just last the duration of their event. What kind of things are factored in to doing the hijab styling the type of fabric that you're using is really important when you're styling a hijab. If they have a really kind of slippery scarf or if it's um, quite a transparent type of material, then of course it's a slightly more tricky and difficult to pin in. Um, and then we need to obviously when they're wearing the hijab, we want to make sure that 
be covered from the neck, all the hair is covered, etc. So really, I think the material is quite important, the length and the type of material that we're using. And these are the main factors. And I use um, particular type of pins, which are like dressmaking pins. You don't want to see loads of pins sticking out in a hijab style. We want to make it look quite flawless so the pins are not seen. So it's quite important to use the right type of pins and the right pinning technique to make sure that the hijab style stays put and also looks great as well. What does Hijab Day mean to you, World Hijab Day? What does that mean for you? Um, I think it's wonderful that, number one, that globally it's sort of recognised now and really it's a, I think to me it's a, it's a, a symbol of how we can express as Muslim women our faith through dress and, you know, we feel that we are safe and protected and also that we're, we're recognised globally and I think it's a wonderful thing and although, you know, Islamophobia is still rife, um, you know, but society has come a long way really since sort of 9-11 where we now have this recognition of World Hijab Day and that women can express and it really kind of helps to empower others that maybe are not observing the hijab as yet and also to the women that do wear hijab to really sort of um, help us to feel empowered and to be able to express our message and how we feel on that day. I think so. My story is pr quite unique, um, really. So when I started styling about 12 years ago, there was not really much on social media. I think now there is so in this, you know, day and age of social media. Now there are so many women that are showing hijab styles that are wearing it. But sort of 12 years ago, we're talking now um, there was not that many people out there. I think there was possibly one or two channels on YouTube of women that were wearing hijab and that were showing a couple of hijab styles. But really, I think my story came from when I gave birth to my twin girls. They were growing up um, in our community. We had lots of congregations to go to. And, you know, I was wearing hijab then and I wanted to be able for my hijab to stay put. But I also had to manage my twin girls at the same time. So I started pinning my hijab in such a way, you know, I, I made it look quite nice you know, sort of used to make it look floral, pin it quite so it looked flowers on the side. Because I had two kids tugging at me, mummy, mummy, one side, one, I, I used to pin it so properly that it wouldn't move and people are like, it just stays put all day. This is Sport Tech with Abu. I think for me, really what pushed it and what started it was just the fact that I wanted to make sure that I, I, I look and feel good wearing my hijab when I'm going and attending congregations. And there wasn't much inspiration out there in terms of, um, you know, the hijab styling. So I kind of just, it started on my own. And I guess I must have had this creative flair for hijab styling. And then people in my community started saying, oh, wow, this looks really good. Would you be able to do it for me? So it wasn't this career, um, you know, it wasn't something that I thought, oh, this is what I want to do. It just kind of happened quite naturally. And uh, yeah, people in my community saying, oh, I've got a wedding to go to. Could you do mine for me? And I was like, oh, really? Okay. And then it just kind of started from there. So it's not something that I had planned, but Alhamdulillah, um, it flourished into um, a wonderful business. So what happens is obviously whatever hijab the client has, 
um i because obviously they'll know what's going to match their outfit so i will just go to the client or sometimes they'll come to me i will style it for them there and then uh, when they're going to attend the event and then obviously in the evening they'll have to unpin it to remove the hijab and then you know the the style doesn't stay after that once it's unpinned they won't be able to buy the hijab off you you don't make them it's just what they've got already you just style it up for them is modesty sensitized or played down by society more nowadays than ever before in your view more i think now in this day and age of social media so many women feel empowered wearing the hijab and i think sort of you know come when 911 happened uh, it was a really difficult time for women that were covering because people associated uh, you know women wearing hijab or even men having beards as a certain type of person um and you know it was very difficult back then but i think now even in my local community you know we live in a predominantly white area where non muslims are and i think that people are a lot more accepting although yes i agree it can be sensitized in some places in the world and but i, I do think now that over media that we're very used to seeing women adorning the hijab and observing it in a most beautiful manner and i think really it helps to educate and empower women uh, globally um and although it may be sized i think now it's um it's not as much so i think in my personal experience and opinion like you see in some countries european or some places in the world i think it was france where they weren't allowed to wear the hijab but now they slowly let them wear the hijab cover the face or the head so what was your view at that time when uh, they weren't letting them do it in france but now they're slowly letting them do it again some parts of the world you know they want to create these secular communities where you know people are kind of looking the same but i think you know freedom of expression and being able to express your religion um is something that shouldn't really be an issue and i think it's a shame really that people in certain parts of the world are subject to this where they are not able to, to express freely to be able to dress and so if a woman is is able to wear less clothes and not be judged um you know surely in the same way we women should be able to wear more clothes and cover themselves more and also not be judged and i think that's really important um and again globally now a lot of people are far more aware of you know muslims and how we are as characters hijab doesn't define you as what people may have thought 20 years ago as you know are they you know are they a terrorist or certain muslims looking like this or a certain way we are just like everybody else but we choose to express our religion through our dress and i think people are a lot more accepting of that, that now um than they used to be and i think like you say you know rules are changing slightly because um it's becoming plus speaking up you know people are speaking up globally where they feel that they should be able to express themselves through the way they dress in the form they wish to dress whether it's a hijab wearing more clothes or clothes they should be able to freely express themselves and not be put down or excluded as parts of community for um, wanting to dress the way how does it feel to represent women wearing a hijab so for me personally is incredible to be able to represent a muslim woman to me it feels very liberating now i know that often what can happen is people uh the view can be that women are not liberated they are oppressed if they're wearing or observing the hijab um you know and wearing the headscarf for me it's not like that at all because islam liberates us um and gives women many equal rights in so many different ways and um adorning the headscarf is just another way of showing our observance to 
to God. But also, uh, it, it, for me, it just feels completely liberating. I feel proud when I go out in public, uh, you know, that people will recognize me as a practicing Muslim woman. It's something that I think sometimes women may think, oh, I'm not quite ready or I'm not you know, I, I don't know how people will perceive me or see me, but I think now um, there is a shift and there is a change. So many people are speaking up and I think World Hijab Day gives that recognition to women to be able to speak up. And, you know, non-Muslims are watching these videos on social media on World Hijab Day and things like that. And it creates so much more awareness to people. And I think that's really important to get this message across of, you know, how it makes us feel. We are not oppressed. God gives us that liberation and freedom to be able to dress like this. And, you know, it, it, we, we feel respected. We feel very much liberated and empowered uh, by doing this. And that's my personal experience. It feels great to be able to wear Alhamdulillah. And I don't feel personally that I've not really faced much discrimination wearing the hijab. I know some do perhaps in their workplace or within their communities. That is a shame. But again, I think it's all about kind of raising that awareness that, you know, this hijab doesn't define as a certain type of person. It's we have to represent ourselves as Muslim, having good character and all of these things as well. These are the things that embody what being a good Muslim is. And of course, you know, dressing like this is one part of our character as a Muslim woman. This is Sport Tech with Abu. So what best advice would you give to people that are not wearing it or it's their own decision of opinion wearing it? So what advice would you give to them? You know, hijab or wearing the headscarf is a personal journey. And I do hear people say, oh, I'm just not ready yet. You know, I started wearing the hijab in my mid-20s. So it's not something I did from you know, puberty. And it really takes time. And I do believe that this journey starts then. So it's gaining your closeness to God. Praying five times is obligatory for Muslims. But, you know, it's very rare that somebody's going to start from zero to five prayers all in one go. It's a progression. Um, and I think with hijab, it's the same where I know some people feel like, oh, well, what if I start wearing it, then I take it off? I think that's an excuse not to start wearing it. I think you should take that leap of faith where you want to become closer to God. You want to please God's pleasure. I think that's really important. Anybody that has it in the heart that I'd love to wear it to start. Don't be put off by these whispers in our head thinking, oh, well, what if I take it off? What if I find it uncomfortable? Just start. You know, maybe start by wearing it when you're doing your local shop. And I think a great time to start wearing it is Ramadan because, you know, you're more spiritually connected. And, you know, that month is of so many great rewards. And I think, you know, if you start wearing it to the mosque, maybe wear it or start wearing it from home rather than just before you get into the mosque or wear it to your local shopping, things like that, just to sort of get yourself used to it. Um, you know, or wear it maybe a couple of hours in one day, you have to wear it for the rest of the week, but it's a slow progression. Don't feel like once I've got it on, I've got to keep it on. Just start because only God knows your true intentions. Um, and I think really, um, if you make that intention and just ask God to facilitate that for you and just try your best. Uh, and I think really we shouldn't be put off by the fact that we think, oh, what if I take it off again? You know, you will progress just like we progress with our character, just like we progress in any part of our faith or any part of our lives doing anything. It is a progression. From those that wear hijab, who are your inspirations? Uh, 
Do you have anyone who's inspirational to you that wears a hijab? Possibly for younger generations, they may have inspirational people that they look up to. Uh, and again, when I started wearing mine, which nearly oh, about 16 years ago, there weren't many inspirational women out there that I would look up to. But I think what's really important, you know, if we look at the family of the Prophet wasallam, so we're looking at his beloved daughter, Fatima Zahra, if we're looking at his beloved wives, and if we read deeply into Hadith and we look at history, uh, we can really learn from them how they observed hijab. Now, not just hijab as in a head covering, but also hijab as an actual covering um, in the way they dressed, as in character towards other people. You know, all of these is where we can really gain inspiration from. And I think that's where we should look to rather than looking to people people perhaps on social media, although we can find empowerment from people and social media, but also sometimes I, I think what can happen is, you know, we can look towards people that again are on their own journey. And I think we need to look far within ourselves, really look within ourselves and look at building our relationship closer to Allah. Um, and, you know, honestly, slowly hijab starts from within. And I think then it comes externally. So if you start observing um, characteristics and mannerisms of how a true Muslim should be, you know, the hijab physically will become a lot easier. Modesty will become a lot easier as um, your progression of character. Hijab really, for me, it means a covering. So yes, it's a headscarf, but it's also really a big part of a way of life. Like I said previously, uh, I do believe that hijab and a covering starts from within, starts from your character, the way you feel closeness to God. Um, and I think if you perhaps sometimes can do it for, oh, I've seen my friends wearing it, I'm just going to start wearing it. But then, you know, I, I think it, this progression comes really slowly and to really sort of start from within. So a lot of people that have that calling from within that they are, you really yearns for, oh, I start covering now, I want to start dressing more modestly. So I think when, Somebody says hijab, I, I think really it means sort of internalizing it first. Um, and it not necessarily to adorn the headscarf first, perhaps women that are not covering appropriately or modestly, you know, if they're wearing short sleeves, slowly wear slightly longer sleeves and then, you know, get longer and longer. Your clothes become looser. And then the headscarf, which sometimes people can attach stigma to, or, you know, what's it going to make me look like, or I'm not going to feel as attractive. This will come slowly. So I think hijab is far more than just a headscarf. It's uh, really what your character is as well. And the embodiment of a character of a modest woman and a headscarf is only just a small part of that. On Instagram, they can contact me. I'm Uzma Hijab Stylist. I also have a website, which is hijabstylist.co.uk. So they can email me via that as well. And if they have inquiries, I'm based in Manchester. If they have any sort of party or bridal inquiries, they can contact me there and uh, I can let them know if I have availability and my rates. So on Instagram, it's at U-Z-M-A-H-I-J-A-B. S-T-Y-L-I-S-T, Uzma Hijab Stylist. So my name is Uzma Chowdhury. I'm a hijab stylist and I'm based in Manchester. And you're listening to Sport Tech with Abu. That's Uzma Chowdhury on Sport Tech with Abu. And she was a hijab stylist speaking on World Hijab Day for Sport Tech with Abu. And now coming up, we have Mariam from Islamic Relief UK. You are doing lots of charity work. 
with many different appeals on Sport Tech with Abu. Wherever you go around the world, Sport Tech with Abu. Listen on all platforms. My name is Mariam. I am the Fundraising Operations Manager at Islamic Relief based out of London. And I basically work in fundraising. So our UK, our UK arm of Islamic Relief, we spend most of our year just reacting to a lot of the emergencies that are coming up at the moment, but then also working on long-term development as well. So my function is to coordinate my lovely team of fundraisers in basically raising as much money for as many causes as possible. I think it's first thing is that it's just a recognition of women who cover uh, first and foremost is the fact that actually you know what it's always seen as something negative whereas when you look at World Hijab Day and it's put it in the lens of something to celebrate and to recognize it's nice for it to be seen in a positive lens where people share their stories and it's always nice to see on World Hijab Day particularly people in my network of who have kind of come to wear hijab and why they started wearing it and when they started wearing it what influenced them and you'd think it was all one reason but it's not there's always like a multitude of things that brings people together in this scenario and i'm presuming in your organization um, lots of ladies or children young teenagers they start to wear it a bit later than earlier is that right and why is that it's probably the preference or own opinion if you were somebody from the outside looking into a Muslim organization, you would assume that everybody connected to that organization would be covering. Like all the women who are there basically wearing hijab, all the volunteers who coordinate, who work with us are wearing hijab. But that's not actually the case. You have many people who are wearing hijab from a really young age and they've chosen to put it on, you know, um, at the point where it becomes mandatory. But there are many women who don't. And they come to it much later on in life. So um, at the moment, it's uh, very interesting for me because we've had quite a few of my colleagues who've gone for Umrah very recently and have come back and have decided to put the hijab on now. But they are in their late 20s and this transformative journey of going for Umrah and like it was a tool that brought them to the decision that, okay, it's time for me to start covering. So it's very much a preference based thing. But then if you go to the other side of your question, which is the young, the younger uh, crowd of volunteers, a lot of them do cover, um, but there are a lot that don't. And again, it's back to that point of when it is right for them is when they'll wear it. Um, and that will differ from area to area, even within the country as well. When it comes to wearing the hijab and, and the girls who are choosing to put it on because of the climate that we live in at the moment, it is a big decision because unlike Muslim men, you are thrust into a light and a space which maybe you are not comfortable with. So it might be a huge part of holding you back. You don't want to be the person who's standing at a tube station having to think twice about standing closer to the yellow line because you think somebody might push you or whatever. Or if you're walking home in the evening in the winter where it goes dark early and you're thinking, well, I'm covering. So these kinds of things can be um, things that play on a woman's or a girl's mind when they come to think about putting on hijab. Um, and I think that when you see the narrative in the media about women um, and people who cover and women who cover, it doesn't help. That being said, though, the flip to that is the fact that a lot of young Muslim women in this day and age, not from when I was younger, but in this day and age, are a lot more proud to kind of say, 
I'm wearing hijab, I'm going to own it and I will take the trials on with it. Because there are trials and it is difficult and the difficulty isn't actually the covering for me, from my perspective, my lens. The difficulty is potentially the movement whilst wearing it and that's probably the greatest sacrifice here as opposed to the act of covering one's hair. How does it feel to represent the Muslim community as a woman wearing hijab? That's a really interesting question. I actually don't think I represent the entire Muslim community with my hijab. People looking at a Muslim woman probably do think you represent the whole Muslim community. But I personally am just one person that is part of this community that wears hijab. And again, you've got so many different variations of what hijab looks like and means. So the way I choose to wear it may not be the way another uh, 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 another woman chooses to wear it. And that variation in style is, for me, is, is a good thing. I think that it's nice to see the variations of different types of women. Also an indicator of, you know, how you practice your Islam. So I think that you can't really say I'm representing the Muslim community personally for me. I don't think I represent the Muslim community. I represent me and where I am at in faith. Um, in the way that I wear hijab from the outside looking in um, having to be aware that you are a hijabi is a, is a thing though so when you walk into a space and you know that how you act is reflective of the thing that you're wearing it does play a part and you wouldn't necessarily I don't know this is a really silly example but you wouldn't really wear it walk into a club with a hijab on like that's not a thing that you do um, because obviously you're conscious that this is a representation of something yes there is an element of what you can and can't do and you are aware that the hijab represents something but whether you yourself accept that you represent the whole Muslim community? I don't think so. Where, where, are, you where are you going? Are you going online? Or you want to go in the air? Because you're joined with Abu Bakr and Abdul Rahman on the Sport Tech with Abu podcast. Comment, like, and share on Sport Tech with Abu. On the organization that you've worked for, how long have you been there and what's the plans going forward with them? I've been at Islamic Relief for nine years, um, going on 10 soon enough. For myself in the organisation, I think that is, um, as a Muslim, as a woman, as a Muslim, uh, being able to work in a safe space um, like Islamic Relief is always helpful. So again, it, forget the the woman part to begin with. The first thing is that, you know, Ramadan, you don't have to explain like, you know, you're tired or anything like that. That's a good thing. And then in the community, you have um, a janazah of someone who is beloved, who may not be a, a relative and taking that time out. Nobody's going to question you, that kind of thing. So being a Muslim in a Muslim organization is very helpful in that sense. But as a woman, not having to explain or field questions like, oh, so why do you wear hijab and what are you wearing hijab for? And that kind of thing, which you would get if you're working in a non-Muslim space um, is is freeing because you don't have to go through that process. That doesn't mean I don't mind it. So if I was to move on and move, go into mainstream um, charity or something like that, though I have no present plans to, I wouldn't mind having to explain because it is a form of dawah in itself. But yeah, I think that it's that ability to just be in a Muslim space is always quite freeing. Um, for Islamic Relief, um, in terms of plans for Islamic Relief, we're um, continuing to uh, save and transform lives, uh, working in as many communities as we can across the globe. Currently, our major appeal is understandably Palestine and everything that's going on there. But alongside that, the need in other areas of the world don't stop. So obviously, we've got um, widespread flooding in places like Kenya, 
Um, and East Africa, you've got um, people who are suffering from the after effects of devastating earthquakes in Afghanistan. You've got so many things that are happening across the world. And it's great to work in a place where we are able to respond across the board. Who are your role models in terms of people who wear hijab and your inspirations? That's an interesting one. I don't know if I would ascribe a person that is quote unquote famous. I wouldn't really look outward for that. I think more often the inspiration for me, at least for hijab, is from within my family. From a very young age, my mum was, when I was born, obviously, she was, well, not obviously, she wasn't a hijabi. She went for um, Hajj in 1994. And when she came back, she decided to start wearing hijab. I was quite young. So my whole life, my memory is my mum wearing hijab seeing that and then my older sister and my aunts and people around me wearing it it became not an expectation because i don't think you can say that but it was seeing them navigate through a world that wasn't particularly nice to hijabi women um particularly back in you know the 90s and 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 that kind of thing um and especially during you know tumultuous times where things were going on on the wider global stage and still being consistent with it and i think that in there there was a lesson for me um that you can be who you are and you can wear your hijab and you can still go about your day you can still go to school you can still excel at uh, in your studies you can still go into the workforce you can learn to drive you can travel you can do all of these things and what you're wearing should not have any impact on that and i think back in the 90s and early 2000s what you wore and how you look and that kind of thing was very very especially in society like western society was it was a big thing whereas nowadays you've got gen z who are just like yeah i'm going to go out in my pajamas and no one's going to say anything and now it's less i i personally think it's less looked on as odd in the mainstream area um, uh, seeing a woman with a hijab, especially in cities. If you go into certain smaller areas in the UK, fair enough. But within cities, a woman walking around with hijab on, I don't really think is a big deal. So yeah, so I think um, in terms of influences, it's got a, it starts at home for me. In our European uh, neighbours, the Muslim women in our neighbouring countries in Europe have it much harder than we do in the UK. Even though in the UK we also do come across obviously discrimination and you know when uh, when we apply for jobs and you see a Muslim woman's name to begin with it's already like oh is it is she covered what is she like is she conservative blah 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 um however for Muslim women in France and and places like that where they are having to really fight to even be educated whilst wearing hijab like it's difficult to watch that and um, understand the sacrifices they're having to make uh, for themselves just to live and be there and access all the rights that are due to them purely because of a piece of cloth they choose to put on their head. Also, it makes me think twice if I was to say, you know, I'm going to go to France on holiday, but do I really want to go to France? Do they look kindly upon me? Is it somewhere that I'm going to be welcomed? Make the choice that is right for you. Don't let society dictate um dictate to you what you should and shouldn't wear and also don't let society tell you once you do choose to put it on whether you're wearing it right or wrong um there is no right or wrong um when you're you know starting and everyone is on a journey you've got to you've got to do it so that it's right for you as opposed to anyone else because in it being right for you is where you'll find consistency in wearing it and you'll also find the conviction to keep on wearing it
So if you um, head on to our website, islamic-relief.org.uk, um, and you can find all the details of how you can get involved. We've got a section on events, we've got a section on challenges, and you can get involved in any of our, our bits and pieces there. But you can also get in touch with us by following the, the link that says meet the community fundraising team um, and get in touch with me through that. My name is Mariam, I am from Islamic Relief, and you are listening to Sport Tech with Abu. You can find me on my social media, Life with Abu, TikTok, L-I-F-E-W-I-T-H-A-B-U. That is my TikTok. On X, it's Abu Ish 30, A-B-U-I-S-H 30 as the number 30. On Instagram, it's Abu Bakurishtiak, A-B-U-B-A-K-R-I-S-H-T-I-A-Q. Abu Bakr Ishtiak on Instagram and also you can follow me on my YouTube channel Abu Bakr Ishtiak like comment share and subscribe